definitely had one goal in mind. So that's, and which we'll talk more about, about defining your why, like why yeah. are you making that big life decision and immigrating to a new country? And yeah. that's what kept me going every single day to, to strive and be my best self. Hello everyone, this is Tracy and I am your host on the Visible at Work podcast. Subscribe to hear a weekly dose of actionable insights from me with my decade experience working with multicultural teams across Europe, the Middle East, Africa and North America. You also hear down-to-earth interviews with culturally diverse people who have succeeded to remain visible at work, irrespective of adjusting to different countries, work cultures and people. You don't want to miss this. Hey everyone, I'm so excited for another episode on the Visible at Work podcast. I, as always, I always bring you special guests. And uh, my guest today uh, immigrated from Venezuela at only 17. So because of the poor political climate, economic situation, she moved to Canada. No friends, no family, different weather, culture, language. And in three months, she had to start college. She knew that she was determined to give the best and be the best at everything. Her story is one of resilience where she moved, uh, started um, college in Canada, moving from Venezuela and having to uh, speak English a lot more fluently um, after moving. And then now moving to a Fortune 500 company, which she will tell us more about that. She furthered her education um, and got really involved in marketing and project management and also now life coaching. She's been able to receive outstanding performance and leadership recognitions and awards um, from the largest consumer packaged food brand in the world. So now she also spends her time on a personal level helping people, working on an exciting project about helping women deal with quarter life crisis. And um, I want you to welcome Diana Roboletto, Roboletto today. Uh, thank you, Diana, for joining me. <laughs> thank you. It's such a nice introduction. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. And um, just to backtrack, I hope I pronounced your name properly, Diana Roboletto. <laughs> you know, it's, that's a funny story as well. Coming here and many people might, have, might be in the same situation. When you arrive, you are used to people in your same language pronouncing your name and then coming here they pronounce like very different and I actually my name in Spanish would be Dayana Rebolledo which is oh, so different but yeah. no one could pronounce it so I actually changed it so I started introducing myself like Dayana Rebolledo because it's just how you pronounce it it's perfect yeah yes and name you know name is a very big part of you know your name is a very big part of your identity identity and <laughs> For a lot of people that move, you're not moving with a lot of stuff. Maybe you are, uh, but like you're leaving a lot of things behind. So almost like the only thing you have is your name. Is your name. And it just irks me sometimes, like when people don't get it right or they don't even mm -hmm. want to try. So that's why, like anytime I have a guest, you know, no matter how I pronounce it, I always go back to say, did I get it? <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Yes, yes. It's such a pleasure to have you, Diana. And um, we'll really want to know that journey of you coming as a young girl at that time, what was going through your mind? Of course, I believe you came with family. So it was a more of a family decision to move or did you move on your own? 
Yeah, I actually, it was a, a, like an individual decision. I moved by myself. My entire family was back home. So yes, I was 17 years old, just by myself. I came here with what uh, you call in Canada, homestay family. So yeah. basically it's a Canadian family that have you, you know, like it's like they take care of you, like if you were yeah. their own chi child. And it, I still have a really close connection with them because they were like, you can imagine, I was so young yeah. and they really took care of me. And so, yes, I started like it was uh, just as, as you mentioned in my bio, a lot of changes all at once, like leaving my family, my friends. I didn't have anyone. The people I was staying with were at that time strangers. <laughs> so also the language, the, 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 the weather by itself, right? Like some basics. Yeah. So so yes, I would say that especially at the beginning was super challenging, but the, but definitely had one goal in mind. So that's, and which we'll talk more about, about defining your why, like why yeah. are you making that big life decision and immigrating to a new country? Tree. and yeah. that's what kept me going every single day to to strive and be my best self hmm. wow interesting you know I didn't even know this part of you moving alone <laughs> I just assumed like when I saw and you shared your story with me I just assumed oh yeah 17 definitely probably moved with family or <laughs> <laughs> or okay like you got to stay like on campus so like some people just move straight like from high school mm -hmm. into uni or like so they're on campus with other students um, but mm -hmm. like moving in and stay with a new family, uh, that was <laughs> really different. <laughs> yes, so, yes, yes, it was. Yes, totally different. Yeah. I can't imagine. Wow. Um, and you mentioned your why and really going back to what was the motivation to move? Like just remembering that when you felt like, did I make the right decision? Or maybe I should just go back home. Um, so tell us, share with us your own why for just pushing through. Um, and then also having to learn the language, because of course you used, you used to speak Spanish. Um, mm -hmm. And I also see like on your page, you you still uh, converse in a lot of Spanish, which is great. So, and I love yeah. when people are bilingual, you get to keep your language, get to speak it, and it's also mm -hmm. true. So um, how did that transition, you know, pan out for you starting school and then speaking, having to speak English a lot more fluently and every day, how did you, track like improve your English yeah so I on that part like like yeah some tips or what I did to make it super quick so first of all I I made sure that whoever I was studying with wasn't uh, from the same country of, or like this didn't speak the same language and or they they were committed to only speaking English because that's the number one right like yeah. if you have people around if when you're learning a language if you have people around you that speak the same language it's gonna be way harder to get to it right like you're gonna you're gonna just go back to your language instead of forcing yourself to find the right word mm -hmm. so that was I've always said and, and staying with a homestay family that didn't speak my language was amazing because they forced me like like if I if I wanted to eat I had to basically learn how to <laughs> speak English right like because they like they took care of all that so so that was amazing so definitely surround yourself with people that speak their language and then the other part several things that I used to do is that they um, record myself so 
I used to record myself just as a daily journal. So uh, telling about my daily day, what did I do that day? What experiences, new things. So those things really helped me to listen to my, to my voice and um, correct things that I wasn't pronouncing well. Uh, I always also recommend reading helps you with writing. That's yeah. what I say. Yeah. If you want to write better, you have to read. So that that was also key. I had like a goal to read um, how many books in a couple of months. So I read, read, read and really helped me with my writing. So I would say that those are like if they're key tips that really help me. And, and the basic ones like watching movies with subtitles yeah. really helps yeah. you. So yeah, but that really, I would say like on the timing, the best advice is surround yourself with people that only speak the language. Mm, yeah so true so true and yeah. that old age trick where you have to look at the like record yourself I remember when I even started the podcast I was like I don't like my voice <laughs> but if you're going to um and this this also applies like in our program where we talk about public speaking especially for mm -hmm. a newcomer in a new country uh you're working in a new team you don't want to speak up especially if English is not your first language you feel conscious of your English and you don't want Correct. to speak up at work. And meanwhile, at work, they think that you don't want to be part of the team because you're not speaking up. So, um, you know, that's one of the tricks where we always tell people, record yourself, listen to yourself over again. Um, there, there might also be some differences in terms of the, uh, the pronunciation or the words. So like for some people that were trained in Europe, you have like the European pronunciation of the word or the spelling which is different from the american um exactly. and just recording yourself goes a long way and also mm -hmm. like the same thing watching movies all of those things so definitely you know what is important tracy that you just mentioned is also when you're doing that and and i do want to tap into that that topic because i feel that a lot of your audience might be going through that like my english is not good enough or being self-conscious or i don't like my voice my 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 accent, accent. yeah exactly so <laughs> i've learned and and in fact i've had the opportunity to um if i if i wanted to to do like workshops to try to reduce my accent or like completely eliminate yeah. it but i've gotten to a point and something and and one of my coaches taught me this I, I, as I went, was going through the program is learn how to 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 love that unique aspect of yourself oh, yeah. so yeah. that's what makes you unique embrace yeah. it love it yeah. you know like welcome it and own it mm -hmm. so you show up every day and that's that's a one attribute that you have and people would recognize it immediately right like mm -hmm. see it as an advantage versus a disadvantage so that's sure. that's something that I always yeah try Very. to bring up very true um we emphasize a lot on on just being able to communicate your ideas clearly um mm -hmm. even more than the accent if you're able to be concise to go straight to the point to carry your audience along you know and focus on the content and don't dwell too much on your accent i think you yeah. do a lot better and and do you you know that what i always say as well if just exactly to what to your point on the content when people see that you're adding value to the conversation to the organization you're you're helping them get uh, where they want to get they will wait they were gonna be patient and wait for you to finish each sentence if they need to just to hear the valuable content that you have to say so that's why just what you say is so important for focus on the content and the valuable message that you have to bring 
versus maybe the form and the shape. Yeah, for sure. You gotta make sure that you people can understand you, right? Like ensure that you are working towards improving those communication skills, right? Like so at least you have the basics, basic understanding. But again, like it doesn't have to get perfect to get there, right? Like just to that point. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, Diana. And and this brings me to my next question. Um, when we talk about focusing on the content where I know you got into one of the uh, Fortune 500 companies when it comes to the family packaged goods, uh, fast and moving consumer goods uh, companies in the world. And you did not start from the uh, senior position that you have right now. So you, mm -hmm. you started as a co-op position. And how did you maintain that level of excellence? And like, like we said, talking about content and um, showing value at work. Um, what would you say were the similarities and differences for you coming from Venezuela and then now uh, getting this opportunity, being able to get just somebody believing in you and getting that opportunity? How did that work mm -hmm. out? So that's a that's that's a great question. In fact, um, just to tell you a bit more about my background, back home, uh, when, since a very young age, I started working. If you have enjoyed this episode or any of our past episodes on the Visible at Work podcast, I need a favor from you. Just do it right now. Don't procrastinate. Visit us on uh, visibleatwork.com forward slash podcast or check out iTunes and leave a review. Um, just leave a, a truthful review of whichever episode you really enjoyed, what you learned from the episode, um, or what you want us to do more of. We really want to make it more interactive in the new year. Would enjoy um, reading your review, and I'm looking forward to reading those reviews. So please um, just do that. Do it now, do it now. Thank you. In other companies to understand what, it, what does their day-to-day -day look like? Like what do they, what is the task that they are performing every single day? What percentage of the day is allocated to the different, you know, like yeah. responsibilities? Mm -hmm. So that I said, oh yes, that's exactly what I want. So that's, that's what I started doing. And um, yeah, so that that's that's what I did basically on the networking side. Um, it, it was key for me moving from my project management to switching into marketing, but also entering into this big corporation was super important. I in my last semester, and it's something that I see that a lot of people continue to do, and I love seeing it because they reach out to me now. Is that they um, ask professionals to connect with them right in my last semester I literally met at least with one person a week in different roles in, a, in different organizations in different industries mm -hmm. so I could understand okay what do I really want um, and also that gives you several benefits not only figuring out what you really want what position or what industry you want to perform in but also it helps you with your elevator pitch that you also talk about right like is it um redefining how do you sell yourself when you are in front of an interview, when you are networking with someone else. So they also keep yeah. you top of mind. If an universe, if a, if an opportunity comes up, you are going to be one of the first persons to come up uh, mm -hmm. uh, to recommend them. Yeah. Amazing. I like how you weave uh, just doing the work, the hard work, um, and then also thinking about your why before you start talking to people because it will show if you do not plan or prepare for where you're heading or you don't even have a glimpse, 
a glimpse, like you're not even sure about what you're going to be doing, then the quality of your questions would be so far. Like it will show that you haven't done your homework. It will show mm -hmm. that like you don't know what the next step would be. But like when you say you taking out the time to really understand what aspects of the work, creativity or projects are you looking out for, then talking to people doing those type of projects. Um, that exposes your mind to so many things. And then it also elevates the quality of questions you're going to ask such people. Because trust me, all those types of people, they meet a lot of people every day. So what would make your own story or what would make you stand top of mind? It would be the quality of your questions. So you're definitely mm -hmm. right. So now I'm coming, wrapping into, um, you know, finding out your why. I know now, like you have a certification now in life coaching, which is awesome and moving countries is definitely a life decision which um, a lot of people don't realize that they have the need for a life coach maybe at some point uh, what would you say uh, how does life coaching play an important role in the global crisis we're having now so although people are working from home some people are closer to families a lot of people are also losing their jobs and then a lot of people are also in a mental state of um, uh, uh, indecision and just being scared and so many changes happening at the same time. So the global uh, economic crisis, the health crisis too, you, you're a lot more careful and more cautious when you go out just to buy groceries. You know, so many things are different now. So how does life coaching help? Um, like for someone that has recently moved and now you don't have that liberty to just go out like you used to, um, and then plan for their career and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think it's important to like, yeah, first understanding what a life coach is, because even myself, eh, I started doing life coaching eh, around six years ago, like over over five years ago. And I started doing it with young professional students. And 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 it just like basically I had a framework right like that I knew that I used for my own life I helped them to uh, set their goals and and basically meet the yeah basically the, the their objectives what they wanted to accomplish so that that's what I started doing but then I met my my life coach uh, so basically which uh, who is Dan Perdue um, he's he's an excellent. His company is called Level Twelve, and uh, I basically was doing a presentation at the Fortune Five Hundred, and then he told my manager like, "Oh, I want a coach. Reach out, and I want to coach her." And that's when he discovered that there was a this world and path of life coaching, right? Of so yeah. so understanding that. So, what is the role of a life coach? Basically, we, we help you understand who you are and where you want to get. So who you are in terms of your values, your belief systems, your strengths, your weaknesses, your purpose, you know, like what you want to ultimately accomplish uh, and then where you want to get. So in those different areas of your life, being your health, your career, your finances, your relationship, um, and yeah, the others, and I always, I always feel that I always forget other ones. But yeah, those key areas of your life, what, what is, what did you want to accomplish in each one of them? What is that this, what, what is that desired future state that you want to get there? So after we define that, that who you are and where you want to get there, we also define what are the roadblocks that are stopping you from getting there. Might yeah. be some limiting beliefs that you construct, that you have since you, um, you know, when, since you are like a, a child, 
um, or it might be some habits that might be stopping you, right? Like some, some key habits that are not helping you get where you wanna get. And then finally, we'll help you to construct that roadmap. What is that action plan? And I, I we recommend what are the type of tools uh, that you can then incorporate in your life uh, to get there. So, so for that, uh, in the current crisis, there are um, I, mean, I continue to coach, and there are some in in and you know one of the key ones that you mentioned is the the health part, right? And I see health in in with four pillars right so you have your health set which is your like physical state then and the type of tools that we recommend is how you can deconstruct certain habits and install new ones with like exercising for example or maybe fasting another another one that you might be using or or also like how you can um or like the intake of water how important it is sleep things like that you know like that help you in your physical health then we have mindset which is your mental health right that that is key nowadays that you are in isolation that you might be in, in lockdown right you're not able to see other people so ensuring that there is a lot of loneliness anxiety depression stress right coming up especially with this crisis so what are the type of tools that can help you there and some of them i i always recommend is journaling you know like um like writing down it might be the beginning of the day might be the end of the day or both with the frequency might be daily that's what i recommend daily or maybe for you once a week like ensuring that you that using journaling as a channel um to clear your mind is super therapeutic so um, a, another one might be meditation right and that goes into the soul set so soul set is your spiritual so meditating is key you know like for you to understand to be aware of your your thoughts which translate to your emotions which translates to your actions and mm -hmm. then translate to your results right so that's that's why it's so important spiritually and mentally to be super strong and then, and then we have the the last one and and a key one and that that led into which is the heart set, and being your emotion, your emotional well being, right? So, um, so so that's why those are the type of 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 tools that we usually recommend. So definitely, life coaching is something that and I, that I believe that everybody needs. You might not be aware that you do, um, but once you understand the role of, of a life coach, um, I even like, we always say that coaches have coaches. Like I have a, a life coach and a, and a career coach. So so yeah, definitely um, super important for, for people to consider as, as, a, yeah, as a help uh, to get where you wanna get. Hmm. That's amazing. You touched on so many things and how everything plays a part of, of of your life and the results that you're trying to get like sometimes some people just focus on yes you're you, you're doing your health you're working out you're building that body but if you're not in a great mental state it will show so everything is connected so just as you're building your career which you try to do at visible at work and you know if you're also building your body don't forget about your mind don't forget about like other aspects of your life everything is interconnected and this is a time that I think 2020 has given us that opportunity to take a step back and think and process to see um, 
what areas of our lives that we can even applaud ourselves for what we're doing, how far we've come, and then even areas of our lives that we know we want to be better at. And I thank you so much for sharing that, Diana. So final words, where can we find you? Uh, what projects are you working on? Uh, please share with the audience. Yes, so I definitely would love to invite your audience to join me in my journey. So you, you, I mentioned it a little bit at the beginning of the, of the conversation, but I started a, a project on figuring out the quarter life crisis, which mm -hmm. is that stage of your life between the mid twenties to the mid thirties, right? Where you are asking yourself so many questions uh, about the different aspects of your life, like how can you become your best self in each of those areas? So um, it's a journey that I started and as a life coach, I help you I get get you the tools that you need to, to become your best self, but I, and I also get help from experts in those different areas. And I'm sharing all that content in my different platforms. So in Instagram, you can find me as at Diana underscore Repolito and in Facebook at, at Diana Repolito Coach. And I'm sure that Tracy, you can add those in the yes. show notes. So yes. yeah, because it can be a bit <laughs> tricky on the spelling. <laughs> yes, definitely. So we will share all the details. And thank you so much, Diana, for sharing your personal story and also sharing what you're working on. It was a great, great pleasure having you. And remember, guys, communication is your superpower to remain visible at work. I will see you next week. Thank you, Tracy. In the midst of all of this, if you can't be the light, then chase the light. Remember, communication is your superpower to remain visible at work. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you.